for this opportunity to stand in this holy place and proclaim your holy word. Thank you, Father, that you've given us this opportunity to minister today. We submit to you. We pray to God for your anointing that I'll be able to communicate your word clearly, precisely, and with power and authority. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So when we look at when we look at the scripture, um, especially I want to start at Acts chapter 12, and I'm going to go backwards, okay? So in Acts chapter 12, you know, the church is being persecuted, all right? Uh, and as I was thinking about, you know, youth and thinking about children, I, the Lord just laid it in my heart of how important it is for young people to understand, not, and not just young adults, not just older teenagers, but youth and children to understand. Are you all listening? For, for, for youth and children to understand that, the, that they were a part of the church from the very beginning. All right? From the very beginning. We don't actually know, uh, uh, you know, how many children were there, but we, we know that from Acts chapter 12 that Rhoda was not a young woman. It doesn't say a young woman heard him knocking at the door. It said a girl heard him knocking at the door. Amen. Heard Peter knocking at the door. And Peter has been miraculously released from prison. An angel comes and touches him over in the night and he wakes him up. And the angel actually leads him through the different gates because he was in the inner prison and leads him to the outside. And when Peter thought it was a dream, how many of you have ever had a dream? Yeah, we've all had dreams. Peter thought, oh, I don't need this. Peter thought he was dreaming, but when he got to the outside, he realized that it wasn't a dream. He realized that this was God miraculously releasing him from prison. Okay, and so he, and the churches, the churches together with all of the adults, you know, probably doing what adults do in worship, spirit-filled adults. They're praying, they're probably singing, they're speaking in tongues, somebody's probably preaching, and they're doing what adults do in worship. But Rhoda is paying attention. This girl, all the girls stand up. All girls stand up. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Get the girls a hand clap. Amen. All right, girls. Say, girls were there in the beginning. Can I get some girls to say it? Say, girls were there in the beginning. Talk to me now. Okay, y'all can sit down. All right. You know you, Sunday. I'm going to talk to you, and you have to talk back to me. All right. So Rhoda is listening, and Peter comes in. And Rhoda goes and opens the door. No, she doesn't open the door. She looks out and she realizes it's Peter. And she runs back and tells, tells the other adults, Peter is at the door. But they don't believe her because Peter is supposed to be in prison. How many of you know God can do miraculous things? Amen. And if you don't know it, you'll find it out. Okay? You'll find it out. How many of you want to know God will do miraculous things? <laughs> yeah, so they think it's a ghost, and, and so, but finally they go to the door and they realize it's Peter. The point is, and most of the time, most people just skim over this because they deal with Peter or they deal with the church not paying attention. But what the Lord showed me was children were there in the beginning. 
Now, back up to Acts chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 2, they had the church had assembled in the upper room. And when the Holy Spirit descended upon the believers, the Bible says all of them were filled. Amen? Amen. How many is all? Okay. I want, I want all in here to stand. Oh, some people not included in all. <laughs> Amen. Sit down. Amen. So, if the Bible says all of them were filled, then how many people were filled? Even the children, right? Even the children were filled with the Holy Spirit. And even the children spake in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Amen. Because the Bible says, how many? All. Amen. Somehow or another, some of us in the church have become afraid of the Holy Spirit. Somehow or another, some of us have been taught that, you know, and I'll talk about why some of us are afraid of the Holy Spirit in a minute, but I want to make a point. Some of us have been taught that, well, this happened back then, and it's not happening today. Okay? But when you study the scriptures, and this is why it's so important to study the scriptures, Holy Spirit will be in this world because we're now in what's called, and this is a big word, somebody say big word. Dispensation. How many can say dispensation? dispensation? Boys, can you say dispensation? Thank you. Can you say dispensation? Disp- dispensation. Try it. Yes, yeah, so you can do it. Pontanella, Pontanella. <laughs> oh, y'all don't know anything about that. You are too busy playing video games and stuff like that. But we have to go outside and we have to make games. And one of those games was Puntinella in the shoe. <laughs> and I, like, I can do it too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so sometimes when we say I can't do something, it's because we didn't try. And we find out when we try, we can do it too. Amen. So, you know, the Bible teaches us that God does not, does not show favoritism when it comes to what he pours out to his people. He'll, he'll bless any of us that wants his blessings. Okay? But there's a point of this. There's a point of this. When we get to Acts chapter 12, we really see in the middle of these chapters that the believers are being persecuted, which means that there were people who hated believers, and they were doing things to try to stop Christianity, okay? And so now, God, who knows all things, knows what's going to happen, all right? And God knows that if we are going to continue the ministry of Jesus, then we need help. Somebody say help. Help. Amen. And God knows that anyone who participates in the ministry of Christ, any believer who wants to live for Christ, who wants to to participate in what what God is doing in the world, they're going to need help. God knows that anyone who lives and and, and wants to live for him, that the devil is going to do everything he can to stop them from living for Jesus. 
So God knows that all of us need help. Amen? All of us need help. And we know about help. How many of you know about help? Okay. Yep. We know about help. We know about help. And sometimes in life, we just need help. We just need help. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we can't do it all. I can't drop my computer now. (laughs) We can't do it all by ourselves. You got it? We need what? Okay. Yeah. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. And we need help. We need help. You can put it right here. What is, what is uh, Elder Lawrence doing for me? He's helping me. What is this? What do you use this for? Help you when you walk. Sometimes you may have knee problems. You know, sometimes people, you know, may have broke a leg or something. I meant to bring some crutches. And they, it does what? Helps you. It helps you. What is this? What do you use it for? And so what does it do? It helps you keep dry when it's raining. Ah, ah. Oh, what do you think this is? What is this? What? A headset. What does it do? Helps you answer your phone, especially when you cannot use your hands. Yeah, help, help. Help, somebody say help. What is this? What do you use a hammer for? To do what? Drive nails. I wish I had some nails. If I had some nails, I have Brother Jerome come over here and drive the nail with his fist. Do you think it will work? It won't work, will it? You need a what? A hammer to help you. Somebody say help. Oh, my goodness. Amen. Amen. What is this? And what do you use the computer for? You connect to the internet and you find out anything you want to find out, which means it helps you. Ooh, you know what we used to have to do? We used to have to get the dictionary and go down the list, amen, and find all the words. Now we just type the word in. It's a definition of, you know, and it pops up. You say, where is Timbuktu? You have to get the map of Africa. We used to think Timbuktu was an imaginary place until we got old and found out there's a real place in the country of Mali on the continent of Africa. But on the computer, it takes you a few minutes Few minutes, few minutes. Yeah. Oh, that was just a wait. What is this? What do you use a screwdriver for? Do what? Y'all stop answering me. What do you use a screwdriver for? What do you use it for? What? To do what? Screw a screw. <laughs> okay, well, let me show you something. Let's see, I got a bunch of stuff in my, in my borrow bag. Okay, all right. So, tell me, which one would you rather use? What is this for? What is this called? What is it? A drill. It's a drill. And what do you do with the drill? To fix batteries in the crate. <laughs> <laughs> to fix batteries in the crate, and if it has a... 
If it has a bit like this on it, I can't take this one off, but you can put a bit in it and you can do the same thing that this does with this, which one do you think is faster? It's done. While you still... <laughs> so, this is so much faster. So you would rather have this, right? Because it's... E because your daddy has one? Your daddy has a drill like that too? Yep, this is your daddy's drill. And <laughs> so now I'm making a point with this. So you don't want to use this, do you, unless you just have to, because it's too much work. By the time you finish screwing this thing, you're done. Psh, done. Okay. All right. Both of them help you, but some of them helps you faster and makes work easier. But Pastor, why are you talking about all of this help? Well, in John chapter 14, Jesus says to his disciples, I will not leave you helpless. What was that scripture reference? John chapter 14, verse... Now I need your adults to answer me. All right. So Jesus says to his disciples, I will not leave you helpless. I will send the helper. Now all along, Jesus has been with these disciples. Three after he called them, and Jesus did call them to come and follow him. How many of you know that once you that when you accept Jesus, God is calling you to follow him? How many of you know that? Amen. Amen. Children, when you accept Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, it's not just to be a Christian, it's to follow Jesus. Because sometimes we don't, some people don't think that they're supposed to be following Jesus. They just think that they join the church so they can get baptized and they can take communion and have a place to bury when they die. Well, if you join Tabernacle of Praise, we don't have a burial spot, so you got to buy one anyhow. <laughs> but that's not what it's about. It's about following Jesus. It's about doing what Jesus wants us to do. And Jesus has called each one of us. It's like, you don't hear him say, Carter, come here. But it's when we hear the gospel and we know what Jesus has said in this gospel. And he says, come follow me. We don't just hear him say that to those disciples in the Bible. It becomes personal. Jasmine, it becomes personal. The Lord is saying, come follow me. Gabe, the Lord says, come follow me. That's, that's the Lord calling that's a lot. Cameron, I ain't forgot about you over here. Cameron, right? Cameron? I thought so. You with me? Okay. All right. All right. I don't want y'all to know it. I didn't forget about you all over here. Okay. Yeah. So he said, Cameron, come follow me. Yeah. Keep Morris. I see you. <laughs> Lift your head up and look at me. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. We got it. He calls us. Every one of us, the Lord has called. But the Lord knows we need help. And the Lord knows that we don't need slow help. The Lord knows we need... Huh? Which, one, which help would you rather have? Because it's what? Powerful. Can I try it out on you, Jaden? 
Yeah, and it's quick. You pull the trigger and it starts moving. You know, when you think about the Holy Spirit, he's our helper. I don't want to just compare him to an ordinary tool, but I did this to show us a point, okay? He's here to help us, and he comes with power. comes with power. He's our helper. Now, we can do the same thing with this screwdriver, but it's going to take us a long time. Compared to accessing the power of the Holy Spirit, it comes and moves fast. And, and then, you know what? You know what I found out? When I learned how to use a drill, somebody said, learn to use the drill. Because sometimes people are afraid of things that they don't know. And they don't know how to use. So they're afraid of it, you know. So when I first started trying, it was like, you know, I don't know exactly how this thing worked, you know. And you can use this for so many different things. You can put the right bit on the end and you can drill through concrete block. I guess you can. I think this got enough power to be able to drill through block, right? Or you can drill through wood. You know, not just for turning screws, but you learn to use it. You learn to, we'll ask questions at the end, okay? We learn to use it. Amen? You got to learn. When you learn, you're not afraid anymore. So then, when you learn, you can just put the screw in there and go ahead and do it, you know, and move on to the next one, and move on to the next one. And because you learned, and you're not afraid of it anymore. Sometimes people are afraid of the power of the Holy Spirit because they are afraid or they've had a bad experience. First time, how many of you have a bicycle? Anybody have a bicycle? First time I started riding a bicycle, I was in my grandmother's yard and that was an incline. And I went down the hill and I fell off the bicycle in the briar patch. I had enough courage to get on it the second time and I went down the other hill and somehow or another the front wheel came off. That was a poor bicycle, I tell you, I tell you. But I kept riding. I didn't stop. I kept back on the bicycle and kept on doing it until I learned how to do it. You know, we can't, sometimes people have had bad experiences. My wife was telling me about an experience. And this is why older saints have to be careful when, we, when we're spirit-filled people. She was telling me about an experience of somebody she went to visit and, and the lady started praying in tongues and she fell out of the floor and prayed, prayed, prayed so long until my wife left, she was still praying in tongues. The Bible says the prophet have control of the spirit. We have to learn how to operate in order so that we don't make what God has given to us spooky and crazy, because God is not crazy. God is not a lunatic, amen? He doesn't operate unseemly. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, amen, amen? He is a person, and so older saints have to learn, you know, because sometimes we've gotten into places where people act all crazy, and there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in the church. I'm not just talking about people dancing and praising the Lord or speaking in tongues, but sometimes we can do some crazy stuff. And so it makes people afraid. People have had bad experiences and then they don't access the Holy Spirit and his power 
who gives us confidence. And I talked about this last Sunday. I'll be finished in a few minutes. I talked about this last Sunday as to how we need confidence. Can anybody tell me what confidence means? Joshua, what do you, you, you know what confidence means, Carter? Tell me. You, okay, you think about it while Joshua answers. Okay. I can't hear you. When you believe in yourself, and what can you do? And what can you do when you believe in yourself? Anything. So is it just you? Does the Lord wants us just to believe in ourselves? What does he want? Us to believe in? I think Joshua needs a shot of drill. <laughs> he wants a, you got it? Okay, now. Be playing around and preaching. This is preaching time. It ain't playing time. What you talking about? Okay, so God wants us to believe in him. God wants us to have confidence in him. So that when he calls us and he says, Aiden, I want you to do this, then you believe God and you say, yes, I can do this. Because Holy Spirit lives in you and you're learning about him and you're learning what he can do, Cameron, and you're learning what he can do and when you see him working in your life and in other believers' life, you say, I can do it too. I can do it too. So guess what? Cameron, one day you might preach. Say, I can do it too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you what preaching is. Preaching is delivering God's message under the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Every believer can preach. Amen. Every believer. We can all preach. And so that's important to understand. So God has given us help. Somebody say help. And we see in the Bible that there was a girl in the church that God used. She was among the believers. So apparently she had been filled too. Holy Spirit is nothing for us to be afraid of. He is nothing for us to shun. If God, okay, thank you. So, Seth, I want you to come. It'll be faster. That's all I wanted. (laughs) So God says, Gabe, I want you to do a job for me. Gabe, you can do it through your knowledge. You can do it just because you know the Bible and your parents are Christians, or you can do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Which one will you choose? (laughs) The Holy Spirit. (laughs) Amen. We should never fear him. Never fear him. Never fear his presence. Never fear his power. You know, I know some of this is a little bit much for the little ones to understand, but teenagers can understand. Why do we speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance? It's a gift from God, and it gives us confidence as we know him and we experience him. And so we can pray. Sometimes we don't, we're going through so much. There's so many problems. Teenagers, you ever have problems? You have problems? Children, do you ever have problems? Do you ever have problems? 
ever had a problem? You don't have problems. That's wonderful. Cameron, you ever had a problem? Have you ever had a problem? No? Wow. Sister Chambers, y'all do wonders. <laughs> do you know, you know the Holy Spirit will even help you with your homework? He will bring back to your remembrance. If you study now, somebody say, I have to study. He will bring back to your remembrance what you studied. That's help. That's help. So God has given us his power. And we can know that we have his power. So, 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 I have access to a screwdriver, but I have a drill. It's not imaginary. All I have to do is go and get it. It's not, it's not in my mind. Okay? I'm not imagining it in my hand. Somebody said, Bishop, you have a drill in your hand. They don't see it and I don't see it. So this is imaginary. But when I go and get the drill and I start using the drill, then I know I have the drill. How do I get what God has for me? The Bible says, the Bible says, speaking to people, and he calls us evil. He said, if you being evil, Jesus says this to his disciples, if you being evil, meaning that we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity, if you being evil, give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who do what? Ask. 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 We're not, your parents will not give you, you ask, say, Daddy, I want a piece of bread. He's not going to go outside and get a rock and give to you. He's going to give you bread. Right? Right. All we have to do is ask. Then when I ask the Lord, I ask God, God, fill me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And God, I, I want evidence. I don't want it to be imaginary. Because what happened on the day of Pentecost and what happened in the Bible was not imaginary. That was evidence. They spake with other tongues as the Spirit gave them others. And God filled them. But for God to fill them, they had to trust him. When I say I trust the Lord, that means I'm yielding to the Lord. Lord, I'm asking, and I'm putting myself in the place that I can receive from you what you have for me. Ask, receive, trust, and receive. Repeat those words. Ask, trust, and receive. What does receive mean? Receive means I want to give this to you. Will you take it? You received it. That's all receives me. Now I'll take it back because you all stop playing with it in a minute. Okay? That's all receives me. That's, that's what it means. God wants us to know, not just adults, not just those of us who are older and we've been in the Lord and we've been studying the scriptures, you know. He wants children, little ones, 
teenagers to receive his gift. And we see throughout the Bible, young people were used by God. Young people had the infilling of his spirit. Amen. Let's stay.